0: Welcome everybody to the day-to-day podcast and today I have an amazing guest today I actually met Frank yesterday and uh, we had the opportunity to connect and talk so today we're actually going to be learning a lot of different uh, lessons in business and not only in the business that Frank is running but he's also very much I'd say a very much overall well-rounded businessman who has taken a lot of calculated risks as we were just talking about so I'd like to introduce to everybody Frank Trianta for Lou to the Day to Day podcast. So thank you, Frank, for being here. Yes, thank Appreciate you. It. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So we were just uh, talking and just discussing before um, just a couple of things that you were you were doing, and we're gonna we're gonna move into your your first the first business that I believe that you've been a part of, which is your IT solutions business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually did a little bit of research on it and found out that you, your company had won a couple of awards, yep. um, Australian Industry Awards. Yep. Um, and I was just wondering, it said on there that your, your actual customer satisfaction level or satisfaction rating percentage was at 93%. Um, yes, correct. I'm just wondering, how does a company grow customer satisfaction to the point where you are recognised by an Australian body?
1: Yeah, just, I've always trained staff when they come on board in the training process that we put customer service first, quality second, and price third. So we from the, we drum it into all our staff from the very day one, mm. and um, yeah, and then they sort of work within the culture, that's the culture of the company, yes. that you always put customer service first. It's all about having the customer happy and um, meeting the customer's requirements. And if you do that and you get the results, yeah, and then every year we apply for the um, Australian Achieve Awards and we've done it applied for about 10 years and this year was um, our highest ever score. Wow. It was uh, 93%, yeah.
0: that's uh, And this is, this is the thing, in, in business a lot of people have different types of business models um, and customer satisfaction isn't always number one, however that reputation is what sticks to a business. Yeah. And yeah. why is that so important to you? Why do you believe that is so important?
1: Because we're because we're um, managed service providers in IT, whereby companies will that are too small to have their IT department, they will outsource their IT department to us. It's Pretty yes. much, we're like an outsourced IT department for about 60 companies around Melbourne. Wow. And that means that you're helping them run their business, and it's all about customer service because mm. you're you're part of the, you're, you're really their IT department. So therefore, we learn about yeah, having great customer service. Yes. Because you're part of their team. Yeah, and we find that it's a win-win. Like you look after them, and then they're happy, and then they refer you to other people. Mm. And the business grew initially, all through word of mouth, due wow. to customer service. So <laughs> we we find when um say when an, an accounts person because accounts people want to pay the bills. Yeah. When an accounts person moves from one company to another, they'll get us onboarded the new company.
0: Mm.
1: Um, for example, one of our biggest growths was. Um, pre-GFC, so probably about 2004, 2008, that period, where we pretty much had all the major home builders in Melbourne, because we started off with Simmons Homes, and everyone sort of moves around, and before you know it, we had the five major builders as clients, (laughs) because everyone's pretty much starts at Simmons, we found out, and they move on to uh, like Porter Davis, and Orbit Homes, JJ King Homes, and all of a sudden... So just
0: purely from word of mouth, from having a high quality standard of product, you have it's given you the ability to branch off into yeah with different businesses and then word of mouth continuously spreads to the point where you know you have majority of the market
1: that's right and you have like people that you deal with become raving fans so then when they move to somewhere new they go "Oh, you must get this guy on board you <laughs> must use complete pc solutions because yeah. they're great they look after you price customer service and they and become your that. marketing team yeah yeah and like i i've, I've seen businesses where they're struggling mm. and also care about is charging people more money when they're struggling. <laughs> and I say to him, I said it with a local bakery recently. Yeah. I said to him, I said, Ian, like you're 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 charging an extra thirty cents whatever to use F That's yeah. not customer service. Yeah. When you have great customer service, the word of mouth and the business comes and then that results in profit. You can't focus on profit. <laughs> yes. You've got to focus on customer service <laughs> and then profit comes. Yeah.
0: Wow. And what actually got you into this industry? Like, because like you, I, we actually connected yesterday, and we talked yeah. for a little bit about it. Um, you would taken over a previous business or a business that you were you were learning from straight out of university. Yeah. Um, so you're pretty young. How, how old are you when you started? Actually, when you actually took over or started being the managing director of? Yes, that this would company? would
1: that would have been probably 21, yeah, 21, 22. Because I um, worked at the company. I was at university. Yes. Um, so, they're part-time. And then when I finished university, um, yeah, the owner told me, you're probably best place <laughs> to take this business to the next level. Yeah. But before that, I was funny through university, I learned about um, options contracts.
0: Options contracts? Yeah.
1: So, I actually drew up, towards the start of my last year, I drew up on um, two options contracts for my business owner. So, that when I finished university <laughs> you can exercise those contracts
0: wow and
1: that's when he said to me because it, it in a way it, it planned the seed in his mind that um, there's an option for him in the future to exit as well <laughs> so when I finished university he said I want to exercise this option <laughs> of the two
0: wow so like so you're you're in uni you, you developed these option this, uh, pretty uh, much an it, exit strategy yeah, for him yeah. and he took it up that, yeah. so the vision like how did you see that? Did you foresee that, okay, look, I actually, I'm really passionate about this industry. I feel like I can take this business over. I'm going to give you know, the owner an option here as yeah. an exit strategy. So how did you like actually see that? Yeah, I think I, would,
1: I back then I recall having the vision of running the company in the future. Wow. So then I thought... Um, so yeah, you knew? yeah, I just had this gut feel that I had the vision to do it. And I sort of gave him the option... <laughs> About six months in advance, um, that these are the two Mm. options contracts. Two options. Instead of giving one option, you give two options. And then um, Uh, when for this uni, he said, um, "Yeah, here you go, work to take on this (laughs) option here." (laughs) And uh, I bought the business.
0: uh, Wow!
1: But then, then I had to work out the finance part. Yes. That was very interesting because I didn't at the time think of um, how to go about the finance. Yes. um, We went through the process and the business owner was really good. Um, So he was understanding that I have to get the finance approved. Yeah. Um, Because when you're buying a property, the property is the security. Mm. When you buy a business and you're just buying goodwill, um, there's no security. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, thanks to my parents, they put their house title on the line. Wow. So they gave the bank their house title as security for, um, for me to buy the business.
0: Wow. So, yeah.
1: so it's all about, yeah, as so I was saying about um, before, it's all about taking massive calculated risk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that was probably the secret recipe mm. to being successful. Yes. The fact my parents was on the line, Yeah. I worked very hard. Yeah. Like for the first five years while I was single, I worked 10 a.m., 10 p.m. six days a week wow so i need to have sundays off every day every day so six days a week i'll get at 10 a.m. and i'll leave at the earliest 10 p.m. someone's leave at like midnight
0: yeah whatever so it took
1: yeah so and you work hard yeah because you know in the back of your mind your parents house is online mm. if, if it doesn't work out if you don't pay off the mortgage the loan for the business yeah wow so, and then we managed to pay off the loan fully within the five those five years And then they got their title back, and yeah.
0: And then you continuously built it from there. Then
1: I took on more risk after that, yeah. I didn't take too much risk during that time. Also, focused on growing the customer base, customer Mm. service, and bringing on more clients. And all about it was all about, yeah, in result, being able to make a net profit to pay off the loan.
0: Because you, you, your actual like, um. Your energy comes off as a real people's person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually you can feel it because it's common. Yeah, when yeah. you're when you're kind of, when you're similar, you yeah. kind of pick up that someone else is similar in that sense. Yeah. So, and like that that just comes from yourself or your family or just your perspective on life or how how yeah. it came to you. So
1: that came from my pretty much only job I had. Previously, not, um, rather than complete PC, which was when I was at um, at school um, during, I think it was year 10, 11, and 12, I worked at the local service station. Wow. So at the service station in the country, down in Gippsland, in the town called Yarram, um, you serve the customers. Mm. So I learnt from that job, which wow. at the time I didn't realise how important that job was to the future for my um, customer service and all that mm. business, that... Mm. Um, you went and served every customer, so while you're putting fuel, you talk to them. Yeah. So wow. that's how I think I became a people's person. Yeah. Because I don't think I was like that previously. Mm. I probably, at, at school, was not shy, but wasn't like out there, kid. Was, yeah. But, um, then, Learning the way. Yeah. But yeah, then yeah, that job helped.
0: Yeah. And I did, so you've, how long have you been running uh, Complete PC for?
1: Um, it would be 18 years. Wow.
0: So you've gone through, as you mentioned before, you've gone through a GFC and through that period, you
1: grew. We did because we found that um, companies were downsizing the IT department Mm. and even some would completely outsource it. So we actually did really well in um, the GFC because Mm. we all of a sudden had um, technicians that were within a company like one or two days a week days wow. because the company would say, oh, let's cut the cost of having someone full time. They would outsource it to us and, um, and we'd have someone in there, um, so like two days a week mm. or, and so the big brands such as like Shaver Shop, um, Beyond Blue, um, Godfrey's, like those sort of big companies yeah. where, um, they're big brands these days. And yeah. I had technicians in all those three companies after the GFC because some, Got rid of the IT department. Some just reduced it, and yes. got us in there to help out.
0: Wow. So yeah. So you really you thrived uh, throughout throughout that process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Profitability wise, it was it was good. Yeah, because all services yeah. so services have got the best return. Mm. So. And
0: I did. I, we did talk yesterday about when you did take over the business, you reduced the admin costs, and you had, as you said, technicians make the money.
1: Yes. Yeah. So when I bought the business, there was business owner myself an accounts person and then an office admin slash marketing mm. but office admins and accounts people don't make you money <laughs> you can't charge them out whereas technicians charge you out yeah and um, I was the only technician and I was part-time at uni yeah. um, so yeah. when I when I bought it I um, then did everything myself yeah um, I would wow. what I'll do is I'll do the day I'll do technical work and then I'll get back to the office do a bit of accounts work, then I'd have dinner, <laughs> and then I'd go back to the office, we'll have dinner at the office normally, and then I'd um, do all the um, quoting until the 10 wow. p.m. will be night, every night. So you were, so. Doing three people's job in one day.
0: Time management. Talk to me about time management, because you've got to, like, in having those types of processes... It becomes like a ritual or it becomes a habit or it's just like, this is just what's got to get done? Yeah, it became a habit,
1: yeah. And then the first thing I did after six months, I thought, yeah, someone's accounts was taking too long. Yeah. And yeah, I was having dinner too late. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I got a, um, through um, like a traineeship, I think it was um, MEGT, um, got an accounts person in there. Wow. So, so I couldn't afford to get someone at a full-time yes. wage. So you get it under... Government student, tra- uh, traineeship sort of wow, situation. Nice. So where you pay, but the government, I think, subsidised you some money for doing the traineeship.
0: What I'm really fascinated about is this calculated risk, because you are constantly moving towards the objective of what you're creating and what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. However, at the same time, you're managing a whole company yeah, yeah. and you're young, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Really, just like just young, yeah. you
0: know, like young, growing your own business, growing your own company. Yeah, yeah. That, that in a, that, apart from like knowing that your parents' house is on the line, like what else is the driving force?
1: Yeah, probably um, early on I was, I was lucky to come across some of the world greats from America. So I went and saw Robert Kiyosaki wow. at a young age. Beautiful. Um, and then I saw probably the probably most important one from a business point of view. I just bought the business. Yeah. And that month, I went and saw Brian Tracy.
0: Brian Tracy,
1: who at the time was the best sales coach in the world. Wow. Um, he's now retired. He's pretty old, probably eighty something now, but he's one of the greats. Um,
0: so you got to rub shoulders with people that would actually you know be kind of be like your mentors because my next, my next leading question was. Who have you learned from, and what have you learned?
1: Yeah, so with that, I remember I just bought the business, and I said oh, to the guy. Um, I remember a guy. So Ronnie Kagan was the the guy who was the MC for the event, and then I spoke to him afterwards, and he was good. He goes to me. I, I understand that you've just bought the business. But he goes. He, he, he was so passionate about it. He goes. This is when you need to do it. Wow. You've just bought the business. You need direction. You need coaching. Yeah. You need help. Yes. And this was like a one-year coaching program with Brian Tracy, whereby even though he's in America, once every quarter he flew to Melbourne for a full day. And I remember at the time when I was doing it, he goes, take advantage of this because in America there's four or 500 people in the group. Mm. There's no one-on-one time. Yeah. There was only about 40, 50 people in this group. So it was a of one-on-one time wow. with him. You put your hand up and he come and help you out. Yeah. And Ronnie Kagan said to me, okay, because it's based in Sydney, because how about if we discount it to cover the flights, so all you gotta pay for is a course. And, <laughs> the, and there's a bargaining, money I was like in the end, it cost me $3,000 wow. for a 12 month business coaching program with the best coach, sales coach in the world. Wow. And it was good value. Yeah, um, is it,
0: that's where we're talking about, a little bit of luck comes yeah. into
1: it. And like I didn't have the money for it yesterday, but I just knew, and because Ronnie was say so passionate about
0: yeah.
1: it, um, that yeah, I said, oh, I'll do it. And that, that taught me um because what that taught me then was when I once I started the programme about delegation. Yes. Like I said before I started doing it myself. Mm. So I knew I learned after the first one delegation. That um um Brian Tracy was all about you gotta delegate, which was very important. He said most business owners would try and do it themselves mm. and would never grow. Yes. Because you can't do everything. Yes. So within three months, what well, I think it was the first session and that's when I decided after that to put on a a council lady full-time because that yeah. was taking up so much more time yeah. and wasn't making me any money. Yes. Whereas on-site technician and then sales quotes was, so I focused on just that. Yeah. And nice. then after that, I um, started putting put on technicians because I learned from Brian Tracy about you got to delegate to grow. Yeah. So now I've got four full-time technicians working for me and they <sighs> make the money and I can focus on um, being pretty much a business development manager mm. slash account manager and just doing quotes only bringing in business.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, you, were, you were just mentioning how you were going through different mentors, and then I was just about to mention that I'm fortunate enough to be going to New Zealand on Tuesday um, oh, cool. to meet Gary Vee. Oh,
1: I'm seeing Gary Vee tomorrow.
0: Wow, yeah. I, I was meant to go tomorrow. and yes. Gary Vee, yeah. National Sales Congress. Yeah.
1: And that's, to be honest, that's where I first saw Brian Tracy years ago. Wow. Who was at that? And from that, I went to his um, his evening event on his own and learnt more. Yeah. And then I signed up. Amazing. So the National Sales Congress back in like two thousand two would have been. Wow. So that <laughs> National <laughs> Sales Congress has been going on for years. Really? Yeah. So you're almost at twenty years now. Like that. Um, National
0: Sales Congress, and you go yearly? No, nah, i for just... a while,
1: but I've never. I've started following Greg Cardone on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Because he's probably the new Brian Tracy mm. in a way. Yeah. But probably a bit more ruthless in yeah, yeah, delivery, yeah. but you got the attitude. You get the attitude. and Boris <laughs> case, just a lovely guy. Yeah, to meet and yeah. yeah.
0: Greg Cardone's got that uh, that great white shark mentality. Yeah,
1: and like he just he said, if you're not successful, it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like he's full on from that point of view, don't blame you, that blaming on it yourself.
0: Yeah, because it's all, it's all about <laughs> which is true, well, but yeah. people can't handle that. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> what they're about is they're about building the perspective. It's like, look, this is what it is. Yeah, and this is kind of where you are. So like in between, figure out what moment you're at or what part you're at. So then, yeah. if this is what it looks like, you know, it's not. That's not all there is. Yeah, yeah. But like this is a taste of what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that I think Gary V, Grant Cardone. There's even um, uh, Kerwin Ray. Who, yeah, he, he, Kerwin's going to be there as well. Yeah, I've and met before. Yeah. Also, uh, Tribe is a. I believe it's Tribe. Is another application that's being built. Yeah. Um, he, who is another speaker? He was actually uh, a commentator throughout uh, Channel Seven or Channel Nine. Yeah, I just his his name is just going past me at the minute. But the, the reason why I was bringing it up is because, like you said, you know, rubbing shoulders with people that you want to connect with they they give you another perspective. But it's different from watching them to being with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why I'm going to New Zealand was because. To meet Gary Vee 101, yeah, it, w- it was $900 here in Australia. But yeah. in New Zealand, it was $600. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm actually having my grandparents at the minute uh, build their websites. My business partner, he actually runs his own digital marketing oh, agency. Cool. Yeah, so he does yeah, SEO, yeah. he builds websites, builds chatbots onto websites. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. been doing that since he was 18. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually having him have my grandparents out because we have a family bungalow business in Rarotonga. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents are like 67 years old. So they're not really... Digitally driven, yeah, 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 and they yeah, struggle yeah. with that, and they actually yeah. lost their website. So you know, I took it upon myself to help my grandparents, just because yeah. my grandpa said that they built they built the bungalows for us to have, always have a place to go home to. Ah, oh, that's good. You know, yeah. To, yeah, and that's Very the reason nice. why they left New Zealand, yeah, um, and moved back to Rarotonga. So. In going to New Zealand on, on Monday night, so tomorrow night, yeah. I took up the opportunity to get one of those tickets. Yeah, yeah. Because Melbourne was uh, pretty much sold out. Uh, um, so pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. We're actually both going to the same event. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've never seen
1: Gary Vee, but I've I've heard about him. I haven't yeah. listened to him either before. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see him as well. Yeah. But Grant, I don't. I've known about.
0: Because what
1: I, what I did years ago, probably about ten years ago, I realised that everyone in Australia was copying the US people. Mm. I identified that the main guys that delivered all the content was Brian Tracy was the best in sales and business. Yeah. Um, Anthony Robbins was best in personal development, personal yes. um, wealth and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Self mastery. And then um, Robert Kiyosaki was the best in finance yeah. and wealth creation and all that. So I did all their courses. <sighs> so um, I sort of learnt from the, the best from yeah. that point of view because all the ones that were in Australia would go to America would see them in Australia and yeah, then create their own content <laughs> and, and create yeah. their own version of it. Yeah. So I just learned that might not go to the best. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they all come to Australia too. I didn't have to go overseas. Mm. So, um, That's it was, incredible. it was good so to learn from them, especially like even Anthony Robbins. Yeah. I've done his um, Master University, which includes his um, four of his main programs. Wow. So it's, yeah. So always learning, life. always
0: learning, just like we were talking before. You know, oh. while, you're doing, while you're doing this, you know, renovating houses and you're know, running business errands and doing yeah. different operational tasks, yeah. you're always listening to podcasts. You're always yeah. learning, continuously learning.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was, th- I was saying I've got his um, knowledge is power, mm. That's what I tell people. Yeah. <laughs> so knowledge is power, but then, then you have to act on it too. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and that's something that I... Um, I've done. That's probably why people go to seminars and they get out of it because they don't write anything down or do yes. anything. I did this from the very start. Inside the front page of the manual they give you, I created an action plan. Wow. So throughout the event, I write down action plans and then I tick those off afterwards throughout the event. And then it was funny enough that um, a few years later, at a recent event I did Business Mastery with Anthony Robbins. He did the same thing for me. <laughs> I'm not sure how got through to him. <laughs> yeah, you said something that frequency too. <laughs> but um, he started doing that. So he had it on the front page, inside cover, wow. first page, action plan. He told people, throughout this four or five day event, write down things you're going to take action on after the event. So then it gets done. Because if you just go through the event, and you take notes in a manual. The manuals are like something like 50, 100 pages. Yeah. You never go through and review them all again and yeah. make notes. That's true. You've got to do it as you go. And yeah. just took it away. One pager... Moment. Yeah, and then I photocopy those one pages from all the events and put them in my goals book. So then wow. when I'm reviewing my goals, I'm also reviewing my action plans from the events and and working towards sticking them alive.
0: How long have you had a goals book for? Let let's say it's the goals
1: book which um I got given from um, Brian Tracy, so from back then, so 2002. Wow. And I review them every Monday night. So um, wow. and yeah, and then you can edit them and that. Hmm. And I've also now, so I got them on on computer as well.
0: So goals, tracking, tracking goals is absolutely... you got to have a plan. Yeah. Yeah,
1: goals is a plan. People, people just go day by day with no plan. Mm. And that's why they, they don't achieve anything um, as in wealth creation or... Self-mastery yes. or... They live week by week, paycheck yeah. to paycheck, mm. spend what they make, <laughs> and then wonder why they don't can go to the pension in the end. Yeah. That's why majority of the population ends up on the pension in the end because mm. they, um, yeah, just go go with the flow. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. They just go with the flow. Yeah, take it as it comes. Yeah, week by week. But you actually have
0: to have that calculation. You
1: have to have a plan.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's why it's important for people to go and see financial planners, for mm. example, because they help you with that yeah. plan. Like I've never had to do that because I've just been knowledge myself Yes. i so, so I've what, done it what, myself, you, what are you
0: what you kind of like 80-20 like the money that you make you how much do you put back into the business or how, how much are you storing any on the side are you investing the money yeah so I um was like what I is your was,
1: blueprint as to so through probably through the podcast with um Empower Wealth mm-hmm. they have got the the Property Couch podcast the, pro- the Property Couch, podcast, Property you couch the, podcast is the best real estate podcast wow and it's from the two directors and owners of um, Empower Wealth. And um, yeah, they talk about um, having money set aside in different buckets <coughs> in a way, but doing it whereby, I've done it whereby it's automated when, when money comes into my wages, I've got um, automatically internet banking whereby it automatically on that day disperses to um, oh. other accounts, which is what they've said to do. Like in the old days, people had buckets, you yes. know? <laughs> <before> <laughs> like blue jars, blue jars yeah, 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 yeah jars for, for groceries <laughs> for, for bills wow. and then for for holidays and yeah. for entertainment so people mm-hmm. wear jars yeah I do a similar thing but I do it I mean, yeah, it's automated through internet banking it's got to be automated yeah because another thing I learned like is say if it's not scheduled it doesn't happen yes. same as with this if it's not automated it doesn't happen yeah so it's all automated
0: wow so, I actually I actually read this in a book called The Secret to the Millionaire Mind by T. Harveka, yes, um where he talks Harveka, about yeah. your your financial blueprint yeah, yeah, and he talks about how it's not just like this isn't just how to do it but it's just how other successful people have done it where yeah. they've taken a certain amount that have come in they've put 10% to long financial yeah. expenses or they've put it to a long financial trip or they've had another 10% for investing they've had yeah. another 10% for charity they've I mean, so they're filling different buckets, but it's really a compound effect of your wealth. Yeah,
1: that too. Yeah, and because if you just have it all in one account, mm. you'll spend it all. Yeah. So, and that's the other secret to stretching yourself. Like, um, like I've always stretched myself when it comes to buying real estate. Yes. Because when you stretch yourself, you, you're forced to um to find the money. <laughs> Like when I first bought <laughs> my first property, I remember I was only paying myself pretty much twenty five grand a year. Yeah. But I bought my first investment property.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. And when you know, when did you buy your first investment property? What how? Old a year that?
1: after, so in two thousand and three. Wow. about Yeah. In twenty four. Yeah. So I was twenty three. I bought the business, and then yeah, twenty four first property. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, and that's one of those things where you say, you've talked before about um, having some luck mm. as well because I um, obviously I signed a subreddit of finance clause with that and I remember it was called a bank called Wide Bay and even the guy's name, Mario, he came because most of the banks, they need they, um, to they do the loan but for mortgage insurance, they have to get second approval from the mortgage insurer, okay, which could be like CGU or something mm-hmm. like that, insurance companies. But Wide Bay... The guy Mario was able to prove the loan and approve the mortgage insurance because why'd they do it themselves? Wow. So he came and saw me and saw my business, and he himself, based on what he saw, what I was doing with the business, said that I believe in you and from what I've seen. And he ticked off both the loan and the mortgage insurance
0: wow. to better
1: buy. The property, so the, these days I'm not sure if that could happen, they're, yeah. It's um, so strict, but um, it worked in your benefit, yeah. It's one of those lucky breaks where I <laughs> kicked off my real estate. <laughs> wow, yeah. So
0: and it was good. you then you, you renovated the house, moved it on, or it's still in your possession?
1: Built one in the backyard and sold the front one off, amazing,
0: yeah. Still got the one in the backyard, yeah. Wow, that's so good. not only have you been building your own company, you've also been buying and selling real estate properties, yeah,
1: yeah, and that's all about. The retirement plan, mm-hmm. you know, just always do one project at a time, whether it's a renovation or development. Yes. Um, if finances is tough at these days, if it was, mm-hmm. if it was easier, we'd we'll do two at a time. But yeah. yeah. But I can pretty much manage one at a time at the moment. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's good.
0: You're you're a busy bee. You're moving throughout different industries, and but very centred, I must yeah, say. You yeah. are You. You do have a very calming energy about yourself, but I'm sure that there is a lot that has happened. Yeah,
1: but it's been self-confident, probably because yeah. if you've got the knowledge. You're confident. Mm. So I'm confident locking this property we're sitting in now. Yeah. That um, I bought that the Wednesday before the election. Yes. So, I um yeah took did the calculations that um it depends on. Uh, Doesn't matter who won, whether it was Mm. Labor or Liberal, I would have a different strategy for the property. (laughs) So um, yeah, because I knew that Liberal would mean that existing property would do well, so I would just renovate it and hold on to it. But then I knew if Labor won, um, new property would do well, so I'd knock it over and build three townhouses. So I did all the calculations that I couldn't lose either way. (laughs) So I bought at the bottom of the property market, which is early May, before Mm. the election. Because the market—I've been speaking to agents, and I went to an auction yesterday. Market's up ten percent, probably. Um, Already. Overall, five to ten percent depends on the suburb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in this suburb renowned now in Scoresby, yeah, it's up up, and I'd say ten percent.
0: And I did ask you what what is it that you like? Yeah, I did ask you yesterday. You know what, what is it that you're looking for when you're actually looking to uh, either buy and sell a house or or buy and renovate a house for longevity, like like you're saying. Um, and you were just saying that people are coming further and further and further out.
1: Yeah, the ripple effect. Yes. So I was probably lucky with another sort of coach in a way. Um, one of my clients at the time, I think is probably Melbourne's first buyers agent, um, David McRae. And he was a client of mine, did his IT, still do his IT. His <laughs> um, so amazing. He, and back then, I don't think there was one of the other buyers agents. He's probably yes. um, one of the first. And he, he just said to me, with the budget you have, get as close to city as you can.
0: Mm.
1: And I've always done that with the money I've had, Yes. got as close to city as I can. Wow. And then I've also then analysed and looked at the ripple effect. Mm. So look at suburbs where, say we're in, we're in Scoresby here, but the border in suburbs are probably, median house prices are probably 200 grand above. Yes. So the gap is too much, it will lessen. Mm. So people will ripple out to Scoresby because the w- w- Wheelers Hill and Montana South uh, too expensive. For them. Yeah. And then before that it is Glen said Glen Waverley is very, very expensive. Yes. Well yeah. over a million for every house. Yeah. So then Wheelers Hill and Turner South became popular, but now it's going it's to just starting to ripple out to Scoresby now. Mm. It's the next one. So,
0: so, you yeah. So this is amazing. Like I, what what amazes me is just your your peripheral vision, and yeah. and like you said, it comes back down to knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have the knowledge, and you kind of know what you're stepping into, yeah, and yeah, yeah, it is a calc- it's a calculated risk because you have the knowledge, yeah, 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 because it is somewhat risky, yeah, to yeah. a degree, but a big yeah. calculated risk, yeah, yeah,
1: and like I say, um, I tell people you take massive calculated risk mm. if you want to have massive returns, or <laughs> returns. Yeah. if you take minimal risk, you get minimal returns, yes. But if you take as long as it's calculated and you're confident, you take yeah. a massive calculated risk, and that's how you get the massive returns.
0: Wow, so. that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, quite a journey that you have that you've been on. Yeah, yeah. quite a journey. It's been been good, yeah. Yeah. And now you've uh, you're now moving into. Are you? What What do you see emerging though in in the in the market right now? Do you see something on the horizon that you you feel is the next emerging marketplace that you want to be a part of? Or next sector
1: yes yeah, so again coming down to knowledge and listening to podcasts mm. and getting your knowledge um, a big change is going to occur in the next five ten ten years will be um blockchain technology wow. so I believe it's currently the, the solution to cybersecurity yeah because currently as we witness with the census wow. we did a couple of years ago with census um, it got hacked because um, it was on one server, on one location. Mm. It's it's centralized. It can be hacked. Yes. Blockchain is decentralized, so it can't be hacked. The database spread amongst thousands of computers around the world, <laughs> so you can't hack it. Yeah. So I believe that um, within five years, even even I, I read somewhere that the ASX Australian Stock Market is launching on blockchain next year. Wow. Because then it can't be hacked. Because uh, ASX is all online these days, online mm. trading and all that. So I believe that most things um, will start moving from now to the next five, ten years to blockchain.
0: So in ten years, you're going to be buying houses, properties and Bitcoin, or a form yeah, of, you can, of that, currency. Yeah,
1: yeah. And real estate is one of the most good cases for blockchain. Yeah. Because people can't afford to buy um, a property, or well, it's also uh, also a, a de-risking strategy whereby they'll they'll release a. A 1,000 coins for that property. they call called tokenizing. They'll tokenize yes. a property, and then you can buy five tokens in this property, five yes. in this. You can invest in some in the US. Oh. You can buy some in Europe. So real estate is actually one of the best cases for blockchain and cryptocurrency because real estate will be tokenized. Um, like I know of a company online called BrickX, which does it well. Um, but yeah the market will, will expand when they start tokenizing real mm. estate.
0: So is that like Ethereum? Is that, is that Bitcoin? Is that uh, Litecoin? Is it Like what kind of do you believe or do you think that there's going to be another type of tokenized currency well, coming through?
1: The companies create their own. Yeah. So I know, I remember went to, last year I went to the Real Estate Expo in Melbourne. It was actually a Melbourne based company. From memory it might be Castle something that was launching this product where they'll tokenize in real estate. Wow. And They're in Melbourne. Um, so they'll create their own. So it'll be called castle coin, for example. And then you use the castle coin. So you, you, you transfer your funds in the castle coin and then obviously you use the castle coin and then to buy into um different houses. Different houses around the world or around Melbourne or so it's good for for de risking.
0: Yes. Yeah. And you can see this as what what will be emerging and what will happen? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And mainly the fact that um for example, like I've even heard how you guys say even Amazon are looking at doing their blockchain hosting services, mm. which it probably will be. So people, in the end, people trust Amazon, AWS. Yes. So once Amazon launched their blockchain version, people will move it all to there. Wow. Because um, you think about most of the big websites in the world are run on Amazon.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that means that um, currently they can be hacked. Because they're on the central server. Oh,
0: oh, wow! So, so that's what it is. It's actually that that moving. Of once it's
1: decentralized, once it's moved to blockchain, it means that there's the miners that for that um, blockchain, there's like thousands of computers around the world. So that means it makes it secure because you have to hack every single computer. To <laughs> much, yeah.
0: yeah, and coming from your background in, in PCs, IT. You can obviously see that that's very yeah that, that'd be nearly impossible near damn near impossible even if you had a team yeah
1: that's right like then the future, you can't say never yes because there's a thing called quantum computing which is a very high powered computers that will be, come out in the future wow um that quantum computing just means that the processes in the future from intel will be much faster when we mm. use quantum computing which is another technology but um no one knows what that will do but at this current stage, until quantum computing comes mainstream, yeah. you can't hack it. Even with quantum computing, it, it, might not be unhack- it might still be unhackable as well. <laughs> so so but no one knows sure. You can never say never, yeah. but it'll be a lot more secure. Yes. And even what we've got now, you can't hack it.
0: Wow. So yeah. that, that, is, that, that would be something that you're moving, you've already moved into, started moving into, or, or you just see it on the horizon as something you're going to gradually end up doing?
1: Yeah, just here on the horizon. Yeah. And um, clients of ours that um, are large, we sort of tell them to look at it.
0: Yeah, wow. Because um, obviously you you would implement that into your service? Yeah, so if
1: Amazon release their blockchain version, mm-hmm. then definitely. Yeah. Because we currently use AWS for a lot of our clients. Okay. High-end servers and yes. stuff like that. Wow. So with, um, with my company Complete PC Solutions, we... Um, host, yeah, some live companies like say the, the Australian main logo, that website. Australian main logo? Yeah,
0: the Australian kangaroo,
1: that logo. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've got, we manage that server and that website, and that's based on AWS. Um, wow. In the past, we've done even um, villageroadshow.com.au, like village.com.au. The, that's all within, we moved that to Amazon Forum. Wow. Um,
0: so, so, most of the, so, Quite a few uh, businesses are using your backend as their service.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we, when I first bought the company um, 20 years ago, we had all our own hardware.
0: Yeah, wow. A you know, story about that, <laughs> where I learned to move
1: it to um, a hosted environment and now we Amazon, is uh, was on the last day of my honeymoon in Dubai <laughs> wow. and our web server went down. Oh, jeez. Because back then um, uh, there was no virtualization; everything was all physical servers. Yeah. Everything was all on hardware. Yeah, backup. So there was um, backup was very manual. Um, but yeah, like you had people calling the office, and, and I had text <laughs> messages from my staff <laughs> saying the servers down. Yeah, and that was just a, a change. So we were all very early adapters of moving everything to virtual yeah. servers, and then with someone else, like a proper data center that manages it. And, it's like interactive
0: case. or
1: something like that, yeah, 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 so that's right. So, um, and they, um, yeah, that means if something goes wrong, they've got a team of people mm. who will, um, restore for backup, yes, and because it's virtualized, it's restored within like minutes up to an hour maximum. Wow,
0: because yeah. one of my yeah. good friends, he's a project manager at interactive, oh, and, yeah, yeah, um, and he's just he's just a beautiful person, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was just saying that it, when companies come in to see the servers, they are just they love the fact that everything is right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do have cloud services and things like that. Yeah,
1: like I've got a tour in Interactive. They're the best, like in Melbourne, from the point of view, full DR, mm. where you can even go in there and use their rooms. They've got oh, rooms set up.
0: DR means? Like
1: disaster recovery plan. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, full disaster recovery plan. So, if say if some, a company has um, fire or flood and they can't access their building and they're using Interactive already, Yes. Interactive will spin up their servers locally within their office, and then they've got rooms you can go and use and work from. Wow. When I went there, they're just empty. They sit there. There's, I think, two or three rooms in memory. Yes. They're all kitted up with computers, ready to go. So if you have a DR situation with fire or flood or something like that, and you can't access your office, you go to Interactive. They spin up locally. They connect you in by VPN to that server, for those computers, and then you can work as <laughs> that normal. That's amazing. Yeah, so they're good from that point of view. Yeah. And and now they've also embraced. Um, um, they're now reselling really AWS as well. Yes, they are. Because they realised that they were losing business. I spoke to one of the account managers recently. It might have been the same guy even. Yeah. That he, he said that they were losing business to AWS, mm. and they thought, why don't we sell AWS? Yes. We still don't make as much money, but yeah. still make some money. Yeah, exactly. Why are we we're... letting business go the door? <laughs> so now they're reselling AWS. Yeah. Wow. So, F- because, private, because Interactive is private cloud. Interactive is private cloud. It's their own. You, you have your own infrastructure, so it's private. Whereas AWS is more of a public cloud situation, yeah. where you're sharing firewall, sharing servers with other people. Yeah, okay. Whereas Interactive is more of a, um, a private cloud setup, where you, you buy your own hardware, you put it in there. Mm. And put it in their racks. Yeah. Um, and it's like a private cloud, that's so yes. all your infrastructure. Wow. They probably have virtual s- solutions as well. Yeah. But it's more, it started with being private cloud. Mm. And people moved into there for redundancy purposes because they have um multiple internet connections, multiple power. Like mm. I've seen the generators that got there as well. So if the power goes off in Melbourne, they start up their diesel generators <laughs> to run the power. So yeah. people move, like the big companies such as the banks and all that, yeah. like I know there was a financial company I dealt with years ago that moved all their stuff there mm. for that purpose because of that uptime. Wow. And that's why Interactive become really, yeah, popular. Yeah. But and then the, the other companies moved to a, like the AWS AWSs and Azure. Yeah, Azure, yeah. When they opened up in Australia, they started losing market share mm. and then luckily they realised recently, let's also <laughs> offer that product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's actually true. It's like, um, it's like when something is going to happen, instead of just letting it go, understand how you can to monetize that yeah, and yeah. create a better service around that yeah. and just offer the service so then you don't lose out.
1: Yeah, because obviously public cloud is cheaper because yeah. you're sharing infrastructure with other companies mm. whereas private is more expensive. Yeah, So people that are price conscious and don't need, don't see the, some of you don't see the benefits of private, mm. yeah, they went with public cloud wow. which is the uh, the of worse, and you've got um, yeah, Azure, the two mm. main ones. It's world, interesting. Microsoft Azure
0: because we, the reason why we connected with um with tucky is because as i mentioned to you earlier we're building yeah. an application we're looking to see you know, what kind of servers we're going to use we're going to use cloud we're obviously gonna, we're going to use aws as well yeah, yeah. um whilst building the back end of the application and um it's just interesting what he was saying just with like how things are working how companies enjoy to have their data stored there and you know, what kind of services they're looking to, to branch out into? He um, was saying that they've got a beautiful culture there, and I was just going to ask you, with your in, in your team dynamic, what has been something that's been fairly challenging, or has there been a moment where you kind of something has kind of come from left left field? Tougher moments of building your own business or building out this business? Because um, people are going yeah, to get through some. Yeah, probably the most things. challenging
1: thing, which everyone experienced in IT, would have been. 2016, 2017 when ransomware came out. So ransomware is where um people will send you the most famous one that everyone pretty much knows about is someone will email you a fake Australia Post email saying please click here to track your parcel. The receptionist will just go, yeah, we get parcels all the time. They click there to track their parcel, all of a sudden all their data on their C drive gets encrypted, then all the data on all the map network drives get encrypted, so all the data on the server gets encrypted. And then it pops up saying please pay him and back then it was like one bitcoin to um to get your data back so that was yes pretty serious thing because back then all the traditional antiviruses didn't know about it like so we clear clients with trademark mcafee kaspersky and um, all the major brands and they didn't know about it this new thing and mm. clients were getting hit and encrypted and um like the clients that we managed have got backup. Yeah. So I reckon we could sell from backup. But then there were some clients that um, didn't have that, were more the ad hoc clients. Or, and when, when we hit everything we were from backup, we only was a company with 50 staff. I had to staff from work there pretty much um, two days straight.
0: Wow.
1: Restoring from backup. Yeah. But then if the clients didn't have the backup, they had to pay the ransom and get the data back. Um,
0: so there was actually a ransom you actually had to pay the ransom to if get... you didn't have backup yeah so majority oh, of our awesome. clients were still for backup
1: yeah because we're pretty strict clients we manage have to have backup um but the ones with the ad hoc clients um that we wouldn't manage no one looked at the backup no one checked it worked um and they always asked me should we pay it? i said to them got i think of this way what's the purpose of the ransomware the person who sent the ransomware to get money out of you mm. if you pay them why wouldn't they give you a data back yeah so we did it, and 100% of the time, we got data back. Wow. Because um, we just thought, like why, why wouldn't they? The purpose of doing the ransomware is to get yeah. money out of you. Yeah. And if you've got no backup, your company's not going to operate without your data. Yeah, you true. might as well close the doors. <laughs> or pay them a grand yeah. and have those a lesson. Wow. And education for your staff. Don't click on things. Yeah. And just have a training session internally about making them aware, awareness of mm. um, these emails. Because all, all you've got to check is the sender. Because the sender's not a straight post. It'd be something else. <laughs> yeah. But the email wow. was all copied with all the logos and yeah. everything. Um, I remember there was a Telstra one that said telstraq dot com. So it had out the Q at the end, wow. and people got tricked. So it, it can't be. I've never seen it where the, the domain is being correct and been ransomware. Mm. It's always been alteration because they send it from their email address and yes. they create these other domains, original yeah. email addresses, and then they just copy. They make it exactly the same as a as a straight post yeah. email or a Telstra yeah, statement. No idea. You know, like utility bills, like there's AGL this happened, Origins happen. like wow. a lot of, like, even there's even um, ATO, PayPal, really? Dropbox, like all the major brands in the, in the, around the world had um, fake emails created by these ransomware.
0: Wow. Uh, so, online security, like that is, it's huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's we're, huge. It is, and we're, we're lucky because we, we came across, because we looked it up recently, we go, there's got to be something to stop mm. this and malware bites um was the first company in the world to our knowledge that had anti-ransomware um antivirus yeah but they were thinking about Malwarebytes they were they used to they used to just be um Malwarebytes, which was um anti-malware was a mm. product everyone used to know so they started off in a different space to all the other antivirus other people used wow. to be viruses but they were be anti-malware and ransomware is more of a malware so then they plugged in um anti-ransomware into it created a product called Endpoint Security, um, and now they've got a new one called Endpoint Protection. But um, we were the first partner in Australia to use Maribyte because, funnily enough, they opened up in Australia November 2017, and we were the first to order from them (laughs) in December 2017. Wow. And then, um, yeah, then throughout all 2018, we just swapped all our clients across. Wow. And it's been great since. Mm. We don't have any ransomware issues anymore.
0: Wow. Because, That's I mean, powerful. Yeah, and then you've got clients
1: that don't listen, that <laughs> have been hit twice using Kaspersky, for example, <laughs> because they, we tell them, they've yeah. been hit twice now. And, <laughs> and we say to them, like, and the last one, because we, we, this company we don't manage because they're quite big, they're about 100 staff, but um, we told them the second time, we said,
0: The second time? We've got
1: our technicians <laughs> edge doing the work. We said, We're putting malware bytes on the servers at yeah. least.
0: No there's I, no other way.
1: I, yeah, because I had staff working there for three days restoring wow. about ten servers from backup. Like it's just that's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. And for five bucks a month. Yeah. What's all cost to have mobile installed? <laughs> as opposed to the hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. of income they would have lost.
0: Yeah. Wow. And this
1: company's that big that at the time they had radio ads going <laughs> about selling <laughs> their products. <laughs> And I was thinking, your service is <laughs> <service are> down. <laughs> just That's
0: if you listened to me and paid $5 yeah. a
1: month for each server, <laughs> they're pretty much only paying me at the moment $60 a month. Yeah. And the service are protected. <laughs> as opposed to the amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars that were lost in sales. Oh, wow. It doesn't get through to some people.
0: Yeah. Wow. Somebody's going to
1: enforce it like we did the second time. So I'm, I'm putting it on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Frank, for, for your time. Probably I only have one more question. Yeah. Um, this has actually been a, not just an insightful connection and meeting, but I feel like it's going to share a lot of knowledge to a lot of people and give them that well-rounded balance that you do have. I just feel that you are very well, well-rounded in knowledge yeah. um, and you have a really strong perspective. Yeah. And apart from uh, telling people to take massive calculated risks, what would be a a lesson or an insight or something for them to actually look at in doing when it comes to building their business
1: um most important thing is that I believe it's 80 point is um psychological so Mm. and then and then also then uh, then 20% would be taking the action wow so you have to be positive person um so you find that positive people do well um, with wealth creation and business because yes. if, you, if you're not positive you're not going to take risks for example yes so positive people take risks <laughs> and um, so business is all about and wealth creation is all about like I said before taking calculated risk the bigger yes. the risk the bigger the reward yeah but it's going to be calculated but people that um, are negative minded or sceptical um, or cautious yes don't take on risk mm. so that's probably the most important thing being positive um, and that helps out um, yeah with um taking the risk in the end
0: yeah that does build that mental fortitude yeah yeah
1: yeah and probably the last thing I probably want to add as well is that you've got to have a, a purpose as well it's all about a purpose yes so with me the, the first purpose is to um retire young from being full time mm. and be able to spend more time with my lovely family i've got a wife and two kids Got a Amazing. seven-year-old and a three-year-old, two daughters. Congratulations. Thanks, Yeah, I want to make it where by, um, by the time they are an age where we can travel more, where I won't be working full-time anymore, yes. and then you can travel every school holidays, Yeah, like spend every school holidays on the Gold Coast, for example, like a lot of yeah. other people do, um, and yeah, and have that time away. And then from there, there's even a bigger purpose, which is um. then on the side, once I'm on, Semi retired, I'll be doing probably real estate, I reckon. Yeah. Um, then being able to help out sick children's charities, for yeah, example. Yeah, amazing. So you have, to, you have to have a purpose. Because mm. without a purpose, you don't have a drive. Then you set the goals to achieve that purpose. But it's all about having a purpose. And what I've heard at previous events the bigger the purpose, mm. the more. Wealth you're gonna have to create to achieve that purpose, yeah, and then the better you'll be off as well, yeah. But then the bigger effect you have on the world, yes, um, with the, with the bigger the purpose, yeah, that's true. So, I've always had this passion about helping sick children and their charities and that, yeah, so in the end, that would be my purpose. But I got coached for, I think it was, I think, was probably even Dr. John Di Martini, you heard of him,
0: yeah,
1: Di yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing, so it's I amazing. Last year. I know him last year. Really? Yeah, there was a group of 10 people in Melbourne before, when he was in Australia last year, and they said 10 people can go to dinner with him and the price wasn't too much. I it was like, it's like a five bucks to go to dinner with him. And wow. then he includes a ticket to the event. So I did it. And, um, and lucky enough, I sat next to Dimartini to start with. And, um, he said, he's demeaned. And then and then like, we're going to be jealous. And, and he said, how about we swap around <laughs> where Dimartini sits? <laughs> That, oh, that's all that it's about like I said, energy. Um, yeah, people, absolutely. People get drawn to me, I don't know. Because I've had it at other events when you don't even realise, like, when you see that, oh, my name's Robert's event, there's always a group of people. And they go,
0: point to the person going to be a team leader. They always yeah. point to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: it's exuberance, yeah, oh, it's no, real. It's, the it's, frequency it's, is real. It's weird. Yeah. Because people, people want to, want to learn. They just... They're going to different routes to try and pick that up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in what we've been creating, we have a really strong worldwide audience just yeah. from just because of the channels that we have. This on nine different channels. We have the yeah. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, it goes onto a couple of other uh, launching platforms as well, so people with different devices can find this. Yeah, yeah. So we found a lot of people worldwide tuning in. Um, it's just been great for us to share this content because. The content that we're creating is—it's about people who are wanting to build something for themselves, yeah, 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 wanting to learn that for themselves, And there's no better way to learn it than people who have the experience and who are doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the one thing that people see online is that they see that—they see the success, yeah, yeah, and they think that that's all there is. But it's actually the whole get the
1: ingredients. (laughs)
0: so to cook the meal you've got to get the ingredients
1: yeah it's all about probably the most important thing I was just at the end was the purpose
0: well thank you Frank for your time today we really appreciate it where can people find you Yeah, or if you go to completepc.com.au you'll
1: see my name on there and from there you'll find linkedin and all that as well perfect so yeah, yeah well we
0: will uh we will link your linkedin yep. onto the podcast yeah and yeah. uh everyone can connect to you there so yeah thank you for coming on to the day-to-day podcast Frank. we appreciate your time thank, thank you. you thank you thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, On you <laughs> thank you Very so much oh well, well, good no thank worries. you that was beautiful yeah will, um, help people yeah absolutely and that's what it's really
1: about.